Hey guys, today we start the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. Now, a lot of people are confused when they read the book of Revelation. They find it hard to understand. Uh, they find it um, extremely complicated. And a lot of people are left either scratching their head, wondering what to make of it, or they're left not even bothering about it. So they leave it kind of untouched. But we want to read and understand the book of Revelation. The One of the third verses says, blessed is he who reads this book. So there's a blessing and even just reading the book. And obviously there's a greater blessing in understanding the book. And there is a top blessing for experiencing the reality that this book presents to us. Now, the book of Revelation um, should be obvious is the last book of the Bible. But when we think about what that means, we should expect to find a consummation and conclusion um, to all of the foregoing Uh, books of the Bible. In other words, what has been unveiled and talked about throughout the whole Bible consummates, concludes, ends up here. So when we think about what that means, we should find the revelation of Christ in the church, which the Bible has been talking about and unfolding to us. We should find it here in the book of Revelation. And that's going to be what guides us as we read the book of Revelation together. We're going to be looking for Christ and the church. Now, obviously, a lot of other things are talked about in this book that are a little crazy and uh, obviously concerning to people. The end of the world, revelation, even that word apocalypse in Greek, we think of it in terms of the end of the world. Um, but I like to think of it as a hurricane. And, you know, out in those outer outer parts of the hurricane, the winds are intense and everything's blowing around and it's hard to get your bearings. But at the center of the storm, the eye of the hurricane, everything is still and calm and clear. And the book of Revelation, maybe some people feel like it's a swirling hurricane of a storm that uh, doesn't let you go, doesn't let you stay still, doesn't let you see clearly. But we're going to be in the eye of the hurricane as we study this book in the eye of the hurricane, where it's all center, centered and clear and calm is Christ in the church. Okay, so we'll look at that real quick in chapter one. Just the first three verses really help orient us to this book. I'm going to focus just on three words and then give us a little roadmap for the book. So these words are revelation, testimony, and prophecy in the first three verses. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the testimony of Jesus Christ. And it's the words of the prophecy. So these three verses with these three words, revelation, testimony, prophecy, they really Uh, orient us to this book. They are how we should approach this book. So what is this book about? The very first verse tells us it is a revelation of a person. Christ is revealed. And so if we read this book and miss Christ, we missed the revelation. We missed the point that this book was given. This book was not just given to show us crazy things in the future or the end of the world. It was given given to us to reveal Christ to us. And we start the whole book, chapter one, the second half of the book, uh, second half of the chapter is a very detailed and intensified revelation of Christ that we need to experience and enjoy. The second point is the testimony of Jesus. Now, you may be wondering um, what this means, and this is a technical term for the church in this book. So there's this, this phrase will come up a number of times, but when we go to the end of the book, chapter 19, verse 10, this is a great verse to understand. What this is talking about, 
An angel tells John, don't worship me because I'm a fellow slave of, of, of your brothers who have the testimony of Jesus. So 1910 helps us understand that John's brothers, a.k.a. the Christians who make up the church, have the testimony of Jesus. So the church is the testimony of Jesus. The church should be the place where Christ is revealed and testified. And these two first verses, Revelation and Testimony, are pointing to Christ and the church. And this is the content of the book. What this book is going to show us is how does the revelation of Christ, how is it experienced and appropriated and enjoyed to bring the church up to the standard of its calling to be the testimony of Jesus Christ? How does, how does Christ become revealed and then experienced and enjoyed to produce a testimony of himself on earth in the church? And so chapters 1, 2, and 3 are going to go together, and we're going to see that seven letters will be written to seven churches in chapters 2 and 3, and every letter starts off with a, a description of Christ, and yet that description of Christ in chapter 2 and 3 to the seven churches is pulled from this first revelation of Christ in chapter 1, and what this means is, and, and I would challenge you to try and find these, try and find these um, connections. But what this means is the revelation of Christ that starts this book in chapter 1 should be experienced by the churches in chapter 2 and 3. And what this is going to lead to is the production of the New Jerusalem, which is just the final state of the church. So we've got the revelation of Christ. That revelation of Christ needs to be seen by us, experienced by us. That experience will bring the church up to the standard of God's eternal purpose and will end in the New Jerusalem. All right, Christ and the church, that's the content of this book. Now, the context of this revelation, the context of the, uh, this vision of Christ and the church is prophecy. And that brings us to verse 3. Starting from chapter 4, the, the book is future-oriented. So chapter 4 and 5 is going to zoom us out to the throne room of God and world history is going to start unfolding towards its consummation. And we're mainly going to be looking at, of course, yes, the end of the world, but with the specific focus of how is Christ in the future going to bring the church up to the standard of his purpose through its experience of him? How is he going to bring it up to what it should be? And so the prophecy we're going to be looking at is not just how does the world end, but how does the church attain maturity and its final builded state as the bride of Christ in the New Jerusalem throughout history, and how does what does that look like at the end of history? So again, we've got a very specific focus as we read this book. Yes, there's prophecy. Yes, there are storm winds swirling about around that will be uh, um, that will need a lot of uh, clarity of interpretation so we don't um, get blown off course. But remember, we're going to be at the eye of the hurricane, looking at Christ and the church. Now, just last thing, kind of a roadmap to understand this book. It's really key to understand the big picture and how this book is structured. This book is broken down into two halves, chapter 1 through 11 and 22, 20, uh, 12 through 22. 1 through 11, 12 through 22. And the second half of the book is, in a sense, superimposed on the first half, giving us the details and the specifics mainly focused on the end of this age. And so, that's helpful because there's a break between chapter 11 and 12 where we start to zoom in on the details. And then finally, throughout these two sections, 
And throughout the whole book, there are four main visions uh, of Christ and the church in chapter 1, the destiny of the world starting in chapter 4 through 16, Babylon the Great, we'll see what that means, starting in chapter 17 and 18, 19 and 20, finishing it off, and then the New Jerusalem in chapter 21 and 22. And each one of these visions starts out always with the phrase, John saying, I was in spirit, spirit, and then I saw. So this is kind of a roadmap for the book. We're looking at Christ and the church throughout history as a prophecy. How's that going to consummate in God's eternal purpose? And we're going to pass through four major visions of Christ and the church, the world, Babylon, and New Jerusalem. So excited to get into this book with you guys, and let's make sure we see Christ and experience him to be the church that God desires.